there? I think we are. Okay. Alrighty. Oh, that's not going to work. But everything else is working fine. So, <laughs> so my favourite time to podcast yeah. is the day after a race. Yes. <laughs> okay. When it's like you just had this whirlwind of chaos. And you're like, this is a great time. <laughs> it makes complete sense. And also, the athletes completely... Are smashed. Smashed. Yeah. Like brain dead. Yeah. Which is... which. Can be bad, but also be awesome because there's generally no filter. <laughs> no filter. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Uh, so I wish uh, all of our audience luck in trying to follow what is to come <laughs> in this podcast. Uh, but let's let's do the introductions because okay. no, at the moment, well, actually, I was going to say no one knows who I'm talking to, but they do because I would have pushed this out on social media, right. telling everyone who I'm pot, uh, interviewing. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Rachel McBride. That's me. <laughs> Also known as Purple Tiger. Yeah. Uh, let's start there. Okay. Why Purple Tiger? Um, so the story behind the Purple Tiger is, uh, it's actually been really fun here in Germany because I can tell the story in German and it makes a lot more sense because it started in Berlin when I was living there in at the end of high school and uh, I had my hair dyed and like, it was like to- almost totally shaved with a bit of a mohawk and it was dyed in like tiger stripes on the side. And I was walking past a little kid and his mom on the subway platform. And he said, Cook mom, Muti, eine Tiger Tante, which is like, look, mummy, a, ta- a tiger lady in like little kid speak. And <laughs> so like, look, mom, tiger lady. <laughs> tiger lady. <laughs> and, uh, but they use like in, in German, they use the word auntie as like, instead of like for kids, we'll say, we'll call like a strange woman an auntie instead of like oh. a lady as like a more uh, whatever cute little yeah. respectful way I guess oh. yeah, of talking to somebody and yeah. so my I was with my girlfriend at the time and she thought this was hilarious <laughs> and so she started calling me Tiga Tanta and so then the um the name just kind of stuck stuck and I used it as a nickname for a while and uh and so then and Tiger I mean cat I, I fucking love ta- cats yeah. and big cats and little cats and all kinds of cats. I grew up with cats. Uh, and I really feel like my, like who I am as a person and my personality kind of fits in with like the whole feline thing in a lot of ways. So I t- took that on as like a personality and especially then as I like started racing professionally and, uh, and my favorite color is purple. And I yeah. think one of the first, when I like got, I finally like decided to go pro and I, came out of a place where I had been back in school and like really had to cover up my tattoos and like be very normal. Yeah. And like, I sort of burst back out and like, you know, cut my hair in a mohawk again and dyed it purple. And so that's just started off purple tiger and yeah. Wow. Yeah. It fits. <laughs> Thanks. A little I, bit. I think so. Yeah. It's fun. You said, you, okay. So you like cats. I got yeah. that. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> um, but you said there's a, a lot of things about cats that are similar to you. Yeah. In, in what regard? Well, I think it's like, there's like the two sides of cats of like, they're, they're, you know, you think of tigers and they're like pretty ferocious yeah. and everything. But then there's the other side of cats where they like sleep, you know, 24 <laughs> hours in the day and they're like super cuddly and really fluffy and nice and wonderful. And so I'm right. like, there's like the, there's like the nice, wonderful, quiet side of me. And then there's like the ferocious competitive yeah, okay. tiger side. Right. So you're taking the best bits from the different uh, feline. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, animals. Because yeah. cats get a bit of a rap in being oh, yeah, assholes. For being assholes. And I'm pretty sure you're not an asshole. <clears throat> okay, I'm not an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, asshole. But, uh, asshole. <laughs> but I do, I do think that, um, like, obviously, being in the profession that I'm in, it's a very selfish sport, and I struggle with that a lot. And so, right, it, I just, I feel like there probably is that side of me that's like. Not an asshole, but just like a little bit self-centered. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, you you have to be. I have to be. Yeah. And I think selfish, and I think I've even discussed this on the podcast with someone else, selfish just comes with this negative connotation. Right. And 
I, I understand that, but at the end of the day, it's an individual sport yeah. in terms of you are the one out there doing it. We know that it takes a village. We know all that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it has to be solely you yeah. doing it. So selfish doesn't have to be a negative thing, but I understand that it's a, it's a hard thing to wrap your head around yeah, yeah. when you are a you know, a giver, I right. guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I think that's what I struggle with is like that – uh yeah i wish you know it's it's important for me that whatever i do i'm like giving back to the community in some way or like helping out and so yeah it's really hard to be in a position where actually in order to be the best self my best self and my best triathlete and i i actually have to focus on myself yeah for sure yeah if you had to choose one of the members of the feline family other than Tiger, because okay. it's an obvious choice, yeah. what would be your favourite? It's pretty hard-hitting questions <clears throat> yeah. in this podcast. Well, I would have to say uh, probably like a, just like a short-haired cat, like house cat. Yeah? Yeah. Like it's like a tom tomcat? So just, are they a thing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't smack that up. <laughs> It's like a nice, a nice friendly house cat that likes to like cuddle and sit in your lap and yeah, you could maybe even like throw in your backpack and take on your bike with you or like yeah. go for walks. Do you take your cats for walks? I don't have any cats. Because you travel so much? Because or, I travel yeah. so much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I actually think that I've grown a little bit allergic to cats. Oh my gosh. Which is so heartbreaking. <laughs> but my family has cats. They have two cats. So when I go home, I get to hang out with those cats. But those two cats are like, one is like super old and not, not really friendly at all. Yeah. And the other is, uh, he's a Bengal and is just like not really, uh, not like a fun play cat yeah right he's like a pretty standoffish they're more like of... a piece of art that you just yeah. admire from afar right <laughs> totally yeah they're pretty interesting cats but oh they're fascinating yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 and he is like a, a pretty awesome lab cat for my parents who right. he's like really attached to but anybody else no yeah okay yeah. And I bet he just sits in their lap and he's like, don't touch me, but I'm just yeah. going to stay here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. <No. laughs> uh, okay. Let's circle back to um, talking about at school, you had to hide oh, your yeah. tattoos. Mm. First of all, when did you, how old were you when you got your first tattoo? I was probably shortly, it was shortly after my 18th birthday. Right. My parents basically said uh, they, they didn't put many limitations on me. Uh, especially in that last year of my high school when I was in Berlin, but the only limitations were like, you can't get any piercings or tattoos until you're 18. Wow. So as soon, I think on my 18th birthday, I went out and got more ear piercings and then a couple months later got my first tattoo. Wow. Yeah. What was it? Oh, it was a dragon on my back. Oh, so you went big. Uh, yeah, it was like, it was like, like scapula size. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was like a, Yeah. And yeah. now it's all covered up by a giant tiger. But <laughs> Oh, is that the most recent one that you got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That was my post-Kona winter project was a massive tattoo that basically covers the entire wow. length of my body. So I remember talking to Heather Jackson, another mm. fan of the old tattoo. Tattoo, yeah. Uh, and it, like, I had never thought about it before, but she said she, she has to, t or you have oh, to yeah. time your tattoos Absolutely. in terms of racing. Yeah. Because of recovery. Totally. Yeah. Because you have to be out of the water for at least a week. Yeah, right. And there's the whole healing. And you're like, it shouldn't be in the sun. It shouldn't get really sweaty. And so. <laughs> the complete yeah. opposite to what you do as a triathlete. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. So the timing is actually really important. Yeah. Yeah. Why, do you have more plans for more tattoos or do they just sort of pop up? No, I think I I have so many plans for tattoos. I just um uh I think after the tiger experience this winter, um I I can take a break for a okay. while. <laughs> that was that was a It was just a lot more intense than I anticipated. Intense and pain? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And it's just like it's a huge tattoo and so I'm just like let's just sit with this massive piece for a while and yeah, right. and then move forward. Do all of your tattoos symbolize something? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't get random <laughs> things permanently on my body. <laughs> yeah, that's fair, fair enough. I mean, I always assume that most tattoos 
have some kind of reason yeah. behind them. I, yeah, I but, guess some people will get like random whatever. Yeah, Bugs Bunny tattoos or Mickey Mouse tattoos yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and each to their own, obviously. Totally. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. brother's got tattoos, and I think it's just because he's trying to be like other people that he mm. works with. Like that yeah. that is pretty much it. There yeah. is no symbolism behind it <laughs> at all. <laughs> but he is he's definitely one of the, one of the sheep. He will follow whatever oh, yeah. whoever he's surrounded by. Yeah. Almost the complete opposite to me. <laughs> um Okay, now I did warn everyone that there will be tangents and we're going to go down to so many paths. I feel like this is just the nature of your podcast. Correct. Yeah. Well, pretty much the nature of me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I assume to a large extent you as well. I imagine you love a tangent and just a chit chat. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Back to school, you had to cover up. Now, I I, I want to preface this by saying one of my favourite things about you and perceptions about you is that you are – unapologetically yourself from what I understand from what I've seen from the time that I've spent with you we actually first met face to face in Wanaka a couple years ago it was really it was just great hanging out with you you're just for want of a better term so natural and normal in the sense of you were just you and cruisy and it was just so nice to hang out with you and and get to know you a bit better um but has it always been that way? And the reason that sort of popped in my head is because you talked about at school you had to cover up the tattoos mm-hmm. and everything. Has has it always been easy to be unapologetically yourself? Um, gosh, I mean, I think <clears throat> I think that we, you know, anybody is a like a teenager, and even into your twenties, you're trying to figure like find yourself and figure out who you are. And I feel like I definitely like was. I don't think I really came into my own and, and like felt like I could unapologetically be myself. Uh, no, scratch that. I, <laughs> I'm just oh, thinking so now that. you're a liar. Yeah. <laughs> I think about it like, yeah, in my, you know, once I, I think, I, yeah, I always have, if I think back, I've always just been like a creative person that kind of does their own thing. I, um, I remember, uh, I went to three different high schools cause my family moved around a lot. And so when I went from like high school, number one to high school, number two, that's really when I remember, uh, one of the senior, I was a freshman in high school. That's grade nine. And yeah. then one of the grade 12s that I had just met was just like, you're like everything girl. You've got like the grunge thing going and like the grateful dead and like the hippie thing, like all in one person. And yeah, I'm right. just like, Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. And then I just remember like in university, yeah, just kind of do doing my thing and like, being pretty out there and um, not giving a shit and and um, and then when yeah like at times I've had to sort of I've had to t- tone things down like when I was in that um, program yeah. at school and then when I obviously in the past 10 years I've thankfully been in a like triathlon is a pretty straight-laced uh, place world and I thankfully had some sponsors like Wadi Inc who were just like no fucking be yourself like yeah do it yeah do yeah. it like that's what we want to see uh and we're totally okay with that and so it's been it's been awesome to yeah especially to come out of like what I felt was a place that I that like really wasn't me where I had to cover up everything and I'm just like yeah I kind of just all like really jumped back into being me. Yeah. So there was definitely a period of time where covering up, yeah, physically was yeah. also an emotional, yeah, mental cover up. Yeah, as totally, well. totally. Yeah. And I like at some point my hair got really long, and I oh, was wow. just like, and I look back at pictures. I'm just like, what the what was going on like, was it color in your hair not, or is no, it just, oh no. my gosh just, like, totally brown and like <sighs> a- actually almost long and i haven't like i cut my hair in grade 10 and yeah. so i've had short hair ever since then very varying levels of like no hair to yes yeah. short hair 
Wow. Yeah, it was really weird. It was a really weird time in my life. I need to see those photos because I can't imagine. <laughs> They're on Facebook. Somebody actually touched ah. so a friend, a former friend of mine actually posted a picture of uh, Scott Bayo from uh, Charles in Charge. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was like, this is you. <laughs> Just like, no. Scott Bayo. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I will definitely check that out. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so let's stay on the school thing. Yeah. Um, what what kind of student were you? Were you were you a pretty good student? Um, I was a. Ah, gosh, I I went to university coming out of high school as like high school was pretty easy for me to get pretty good grades, and yeah. then when I got to university, I um realized you had to work a lot harder to get good grades. Yeah, and I got really distra- distracted by like political and social justice movement stuff and so I wow. and I was just like so confused as to what I wanted to study so I don't think I was a really good student I I didn't get very good grades to start yeah. it took me a while to like find my ground yeah. in university um in and when I really care about what I'm studying then I'm a really good student and I love it yeah when I don't care about it then I'm not or if I don't have that passion. And so even I would say like my first master's, I did uh, some great work, but it wasn't, I was like not enjoying it at all and was probably not as engaged as I could have been. Yeah, when right. I did my second master's where like, sure, I had to cover myself up, but I was really passionate about what I was doing. I thought I did a pretty good job. Which was? what? Which you... was genetic counseling. Yeah. Genetic counseling. Genetic counseling. Which means. <laughs> so genetic counseling is like a specialized healthcare profession where you um, explain to patients about like genetic testing and genetic risk and genetics in general and like facilitate decision making and provide like short term counseling around test results or whatever kind of genetic stuff is going on for them so a lot of it's like prenatal so if something they find yeah. something in pregnancy or there's um like pediatric genetics or adult genetics where people may or may not be diagnosed with a certain condition wow um, cancer genetics that sort of thing like if there's an underlying genetic reason for somebody getting cancer or a lot of cancer or a lot of cancer in the family kind of thing wow yeah it's like and there's tons more but it's a fascinating yeah. field uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, I found it really interesting when I was in there. So you have to understand the science side of things, but then also the, uh, well, the counseling. Yeah, the yeah. human so, interaction. So you're taking like, we have like a massive amount of information and like details in genetics that we, that as genetic counselors that we know. Yeah. And we have to like put it down into ways that, people who may not have like any science background can understand. Yeah. And then uh, especially in the, when you're dealing with like people's health or maybe their pregnancy or their like family health, then yeah, it can get pretty emotional. And so it's typically you're only like seeing patients one, maybe two times, like in, odd cases you may be following a family yeah. and develop more of a relationship with them but it's really just like that short t- short term counseling piece yeah and so you're in a situation where you may have like an hour meeting with the person uh or a couple and like something's going on with the pregnancy and they need to help they need to make a decision in terms of like further testing or not and yeah weighing risks and benefit like risks and benefits and, yeah and so that can be a pretty stressful scenario. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so it's just like helping people through that. Did you find that there was a timeline for you in that sort of situation uh, over years? Because I imagine that would be quite a draining, emotionally draining. Yeah, I mean, that's position. something that, I mean, I basically did the program and then like became a full-time athlete. So I never actually right. worked as a genetic counselor. Um and I probably won't. Okay. Um, and, but it, uh, um, we do in the program in our studies, like we talk about compassion fatigue and like burnout and mm. things like that. So it is a real thing. Yeah. That, yeah. You have to, and that I guess that's one of the things that I didn't realize before going into the program is just like how much, like how significant 
of a, a drain it might be yeah. on a person and that um people aren't really like super excited to see a genetic counselor like yeah it's not a really positive thing of course you can have like positive experiences with the genetic counselor but i think that's one of the things that sort of threw me for a loop and was like i really wanted to go into a health into like a helping profession yeah but this is like a little bit different than i anticipated yeah okay yeah maybe it's a little bit much for me yeah right and that so that was your second that was my second master's and what was the other one the other one was in uh basically developmental genetics it was like a lab like working in a lab doing genetics research right yeah so can you say that you're a scientist i would say that i am a scientist i am a trained scientist yeah Yeah. that's kind of (laughs) cool it's pretty cool (laughs) it's neat to have like the like i know the the like how to do the stuff in the lab and then like now i know a little bit of the actual practical healthcare side of things yeah exactly yeah Yeah, from the start to the finish essentially yeah yeah right yeah so then you went full-time athlete so you didn't work in that role like you said no so then what was the trigger for you to say definitely pro triathlete this is what i want to do uh basically doing my first half ironman yeah i um when i graduated from the program it was springtime and i had just i've been racing bikes during the program because i couldn't train three sports it was just too much (laughs) a little bit (laughs) a little bit and uh and yeah, my coach at the time was like, I really think that you should try one of these half Ironmans because I had just done Olympic distance up until then. And, yeah. uh, and I went out and I did my first race that was a local race in BC and I, I won it by like 24 minutes. And the time that I, that I ran the course in, if I, I know you can't really compare courses, but whatever I was, it was still, it was really, it was like a four eighteen or four twenty two or something like that. Yeah, and right. if I looked at like, you know, 70.3 worlds that year, it would have put me in the top 10. Yeah. And so then I was like, you know what? I'm not getting any younger. Cause I was 32. And I'm like, if I'm going to give it this a go at like making a career out of it, yeah. then now it's now or never. And so then I just jumped into it and it helped that I had some, some good success right off the bat. Like my first like Ironman brand 70.3, I was on the podium and then, and like qualified for worlds that year and blah, blah, blah. What was that like? First, first 70.3, you're on the podium. Did you, did you even know the other people? No, you're up again. No, I no. It was like I think Magalie Desire won, and Heather yeah. Wirtel was second. That's when I met Heather Wirtel. Yeah, right. And uh, and she was just like, "Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> Who's this punk rocker? I know. Or just punk? Who's and I just punk? like I couldn't believe it. Like I was, I remember coming into T two in second place and was just like with this huge smile on my face and I couldn't believe what was happening. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's, that's sort of been the story of my career is that I jump into it and I'm really successful right off the bat. And so I actually don't have that. I don't have much of experience racing age group for one. Yeah. And I don't have much of an experience of like having to like work hard for years to have success. Yeah. Cause it sort of like came came quickly yeah and then uh but now iron man has just turned into a, a different picture where like i'm still trying to figure, figure this out. shit out yeah yeah <laughs> the more you know the more you realize that you don't know yeah essentially yeah 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 yeah, yeah right so out of the out of the two the halves or the fulls yeah you, you prefer the the full and we won't talk about triathlon too much no. but just We'll, we'll give it a snippet. I I I definitely uh, the I mean I raced fulls I I raced halves only for like seven six or seven years. Yeah. Uh, partially because I didn't want to race full, and partially be and then eventually because I just had so many running injuries that I couldn't get my volume up enough to actually race an Ironman. Yeah. And then when I finally was, then I now it's like this new shiny thing that yeah. I'm like, oh okay, Iron Man. So now I pref- I definitely prefer racing Iron Man just because yeah. I love the challenge and I love trying to sort it out. Yeah. Not not always at the time you love it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
but it's the thing that keeps you going back for more, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're laughing because we're sitting uh, at my homestay's place uh, at Challenge Roth, the day right. after Challenge Roth. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, doing a bit of a debrief about the race. Yeah. Just yeah. quickly, what did you think of Challenge? Or well, you say it because you, you know how to say it better than I do. How did you say it in German? Rot. Challenge board. <laughs> so you even got the infliction right. Uh, what did you think of the whole event? Like it's the you know it's a circus. It's fucking unbelievable. I love that you swear by the way. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, there's so you would see on social media and online like just how big Roth is, and and you don't really. It's kind of like Kona. Like you don't really know until you get there, and. Even in the day, in like the week leading up to the race, I was already completely blown away and yeah. already like this is f- so special. And, um, and the, I mean, the race is amazing. Like the court, the, the whole thing is, is awesome. I yeah. love the course. I think it's really great. Yeah. Um, it's like, f- it's varied. It's challenging. It's really fast, obviously. And, uh, uh, yeah, like it's the whole production is incredible. That finish line, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. Um, like even compared to Kona, I would, I, you know, it definitely takes the cake. Yeah. And just the love and support and care that everybody has for the race in the community and the staff. Yeah. With the Challenge Roth, like it's really really special yeah it's just like it's such a there's so much love that goes into this race it's really really wonderful so you think you'll come back oh fuck yeah (laughs) fuck yeah fuck yeah (laughs) no i like and anybody you know anybody who is like oh i'm so jealous i've always wanted to do this rate you know challenge roth and i'm just like then fucking do it like come here and do it and see what it's like and i know it's really hard to get into as an amateur yeah i saw the massive lineup of people this morning i I couldn't believe it it like wraps all the way around the the expo area yeah gosh it was it's just insane but then they're like the the raw staff are like out there they like go out in a golf cart and like because people i guess have been there for hours maybe yeah. they slept though they camp overnight yeah okay. they do it's like That's a crazy concert yeah yeah and but they're they like come out and they're like giving everybody snacks and stuff and i'm just like this is amazing yeah it's pretty cool a few years ago uh i can't remember when but uh it was raining and so oh. Felix opened up the big volunteers yeah. tent and let everyone sleep in there overnight at least. And was um, like, you won't lose your spot in line, yeah. but yeah. stay dry. Look right. after yourself right. type of thing. Right. Yeah. That's the, see, like, these are the details that yeah. are just, they care so much about the athletes and the athletes' welfare. No matter if you're like, you know, we win the race or you finish last. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. i got to say, uh... A highlight, I think, for for, for the audience was yeah. when you um, cracked out your German oh, at the, yeah, press, the press conference. conference. Everyone was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. It, they were very impressed. And I could see Sarah Crowley going, oh, man, because she's been working on it. <laughs> she's I'm not even going to try now. <laughs> it was very cool. And then I got some... Um, when you came out of the swim, yeah, you could see you were like a kid. Yeah, you were waving and like, well, yeah, fist pumping. It's so, yeah, it was it's, awesome because it's so fun. Yeah, it's it's incredible. Yeah, now let's go back again. Uh, it's amazing that these stay in my brain uh, yeah. because I'm not sure how my brain's actually working. At the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, but it relates to you speaking German. You said that you have moved around yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So talk, talk me through that. Why the moves? I assume for parents work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So my, yeah, my, um, it was either from my mom or my dad's work that we moved, and yeah. yeah, we just ended up. I was born on the west coast of the U.S. Yeah, and then we just like gradually moved. Out of three moves across Kansas. What are we? Cincinnati, Kansas, New Jersey, over. Yeah. Uh, uh, to the East Coast throughout my childhood and then for, yeah, for my last year of high school, all of a sudden it was Berlin and uh, 
Um, yeah, so it was a little rough. Like, three different high schools was a little challenging yeah. for me. Um, there are definitely pros and cons. I mean, I wouldn't give up that year in Berlin for anything. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but at the time, I was really pissed off that we were moving yeah. first that we were moving again because yeah. my parents had promised me that we weren't <laughs> going to move until i graduated high school yeah are you an only child no i have a, a younger brother okay we'll get yeah. to him then yeah yeah and um he, and i um all through uh school i had been learning french yeah. And so I spoke French. I knew French quite well. Yeah. But we were moving to fucking Germany. <laughs> and I was just like, and for, for me, learning a second language is something really important to me. It's something yeah. that like I was something I really, really wanted to do in my life. So I'm really grateful now that I speak German and I had that opportunity. Um, and it's just unfortunate that like my French is, especially being a Canadian, my French is just shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you are Canadian, but I you're am. born in the US. Yeah, so born, where my, did Canada fit in? My parents are both Canadian. <laughs> okay. And like we grew up in a pretty like Canadian patriotic family. So even though we were living in the US, right. we were very much Canadian. Okay. Um, my brother even like had, before he went to kindergarten, had a Canadian accent. Oh, just from right. from my parents. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. And now has a really strong Canadian accent now that he is back in, we're all back in Canada. Okay. Yeah. So younger brother. Younger brother. How, how much so younger? He's 22 months younger. Okay. Um, he is definitely an older soul than I am. Oh, right. Oh yeah. He's like always been way more put together than I am. <laughs> I feel like this like little kid compared to him. He's just like, he's been a business owner since he was like 20 Oh, wow. uh, he, he taught himself how to program computers when like the internet was just starting and he was 10 years old. Jeez. Yeah. He's like serious computer nerd, but, yeah. but like brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He's yeah. one of the, he and, and my dad are just like have brains that are incredible. Yeah. And, uh, he, um, now works as a marine electrician in Victoria and which he like taught himself how to do. He basically like got he decided he wanted a career change. Yeah. Got got a got like a gig that he needed to go. Somebody was going to hire him to do some electrician work on their boat, and he like took the exam the day before and like passed it, and then went and and like studied for like a week or something. Oh or my a few days. Gosh. Yeah. No, he's like freaking brilliant. And so wow. now he's like basically helping run the company that he started working for a couple of years ago. Yeah, he's right. like part owner. And um yeah, and he has two little kids, yeah. a four and a five year old who are just like amazing. Yeah. I love them to death. Yeah. And uh and my sister in law is amazing. She's a sommelier. Oh yeah. <laughs> Like smart woman really like fits in the family well yeah yeah <laughs> so the family likes a drop of a drop of wine oh yeah, yeah yeah absolutely my yeah my family are definitely foodies yeah okay and love wine uh, my sister-in-law also she just did her um spirits certification so we had there's like at home there's just like there's been like this rolling bottles of like gin and vodka and everything you can imagine. And yeah. so she's making, making cocktails every night and oh my practicing gosh. and studying. And yeah, it's like brilliant. pretty brilliant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What's your drink of choice? Oh, um, you know, I, I love a gin and tonic. I love a, a dry gin martini. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. But I'm probably drink at home i drink more wine red wine yeah but i i do really like beer i used to really like ciders i was like i would try ciders all over the world yeah but now i can't i'm like kind of allergic to apples so i can't do that anymore how does that happen well, it's all this whole like silly FODMAPs thing that I'm doing. Oh, it's okay. like a, it's like I'm trying, it's a, yeah, it's for a triathlon. It's like yeah, when right. I'm not an athlete anymore, I'll totally eat apples anymore. Yeah. Uh, again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Stupid triathlon. Stupid triathlon. <laughs> I find ciders too sweet anyway. Even the dry ones. I'm not a fan. So oh, you're not okay. missing out. All right. Stick to beer. <laughs> I it's have a big good. sweet tooth though. So. Oh, do you? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
What's your sw- your sweet of choice then? Well, pretty much every day I'm eating at least a square or two of dark chocolate. That's crazy, man. <laughs> I know, eh? Woo! Brett comes <laughs> home with dark chocolate and I basically tell him to fuck off. Like, <laughs> if you're going to bring home chocolate, bring home pro- proper as Pro- in wow, what's full proper? of crap. Oh, yeah, yeah, It's not. No, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Because no, no, I just want no. the sugar hit. No, yeah. no, no, no. I am, um, I, actually, my, my sweet of choice are cupcakes. I really love cupcakes. Really? A See, I'm not cupcake. a fan. Oh, yeah. It's got to be the perfect combination of, like, perfect amount of frosting to cake. It has to be a good cake, yep. not a shitty, airy cake. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. See, I do muffins, but I don't do cupcakes. Mm. For, I don't know why. Yeah. I, just, I guess maybe, the, I don't know. For, who cares? Whatever. Um, <laughs> Betty, so... You moved a lot for your parents' work. Yeah, yeah. So what did they what did they do my, or do? Yeah, yeah. My dad, they're both retired now. My dad works uh, worked for, he was a physician and then moved into pharmaceuticals and drug development. So he worked in like regulatory and safety for drug development companies. Oh, okay. And then my mom was a nurse and she went back to school and did... Um, she, uh, she basically, yeah, she did a bachelor's and then went into um, healthcare administration. Okay. And then when we moved to Berlin, she did an MBA and then did a PhD in German in health economics and worked in the field for, I think, about 10 years or so. Wow. Yeah, no, she's freaking amazing. I was Far like out. at 55, did a PhD no in way. a foreign language that she had learned for like... 10 years. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. That's so impressive. It's so impressive. Wow. Yeah. You guys sound like you're very close. Yeah. Well, you know, because we moved around so much, yeah. we were sort of the only constant things in our yeah. lives. Yeah. And so as a family, we were pretty, we always were pretty close. Yeah. Um, and which I'm so grateful for. I'm so grateful to have like a sibling that I care about a lot and yeah. parents that I get along with. There's yeah. a lot of love in our family. Yeah. And uh, um, yeah, because nothing else was really stable. Yeah, right. It's It comes across. It's very apparent that you guys yeah. are, are tight-knit. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, you also all sound like a bunch of overachievers. Yeah, totally. <laughs> So I can imagine, you know, you catch up on a Sunday afternoon, get a game of Trivial Pursuit going. Is everyone super competitive? Um, I'm probably the most competitive. I don't okay. think, you know, we I, we grew up playing board games. Yeah. You, okay, you did. Yeah, we right. did. Yeah, yeah. Trivial, I can see that. Yeah, Trivial Pursuit was one of them. Yep. Um, but uh, we don't we don't do that much anymore. Um, yeah, we. I, yeah, I th- I definitely think I'm the most competitive in the family. My brother's not super competitive. Yeah. My dad's pretty chill. Yeah. I think my mom and I are, like, super type A. Like, yeah, right. definitely the overachievers, like, feeling like we always need to be doing something to improve our worth and yeah, that okay. kind of thing. Because so it, it comes from a weird place, I think. Yeah, right. I learned it. I learned <laughs> yeah. behavior for sure. So you think you are more like your mum than you yeah. are your dad? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What do you think you, genetics wise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, what do you, what do you think you did get from your dad? So obviously the competitive type A from your mum, but yeah. what do you think you've or even learnt from your dad? Um. Hmm. he's uh he's like a pretty a pretty i yeah i don't know it's uh, yeah i actually don't know we're i feel like because i feel like our family is just such a mixture yeah of each other there are characteristics of my dad that i would say are also like kind of mum like but my brother is very much like my dad. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very much like my dad. Yeah. Yeah. When I think about my dad, he's very, he's, he's like pretty quiet. Doesn't, not super like, emo- like doesn't talk about his emotions very much. Yeah. Um, 
but in like incredibly intelligent and yeah. has a memory, like unbelievable memory. Yeah. Okay. Um, which sounds like your brother's got that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Like my dad hasn't worked as a, as a physician for decades, yeah. but he's still like, I mean, when I crashed in Lanzarote or in France and was in Lanzarote, I basically had them both on speed dial. Yeah, and right. would just like be calling them every night, freaking out, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> About like, what's going on with my arm now? Because it was like, just like crazy and swollen and infected and like just yeah, a right. freaking trauma. And so, yeah, I basically like had them, I would call them every night and be and my mom would be like, show me what it looks like now. Oh, wow. I love <laughs> What's it. it doing? Yeah. And my dad loves diagnosing things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He, that's like his he feels like it was his forte he was a very good diagnostician yeah right yeah cool um back to being overachievers yeah the other thing to add to your list of all the things a cellist yeah how does one could hang on is the cello how big is the cello the cello is like the it's the it's not a, as big as a bass that you yeah. stand up and play but yeah. it's not like a violin or a viola that you put under your chin yeah. so you're so you're sitting yeah. down and you have it between your legs yeah. it's like yo-yo ma what if any, if, okay he's like <laughs> one of the most famous cellists in the world most, sometimes like people who don't know music don't know like classical music know yo-yo ma but Anyway, I thought no, didn't, didn't even. I <laughs> didn't okay. know where that was going. Yo Yo Ma. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Yo-Yo okay. Ma. Yeah, famous but cellist. Famous cellist. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, the cello is that instrument. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how does one mm-hmm. get into that? So when I was in grade nine, I so I would have been nine. No, no, sorry, grade four. So when I was nine years old. Yeah. I, um, in the school I was in, there was a choice, either you were in choir band or strings Oh, and okay, yeah. you like, so you had to choose and they gave you, we, I remember having like a test day where you could test out different instruments. Yeah. And for some reason I was fixated on the cello. Like I really wanted to play the cello. Yeah. Um, so much so that my, my music teacher actually called my parents afterwards and were like, she was like, I really think Rachel should play the violin. I think she would be a good violinist. And oh. my parents are like, uh, no, she, I mean, she'll play whatever she wants to play. And sounds like she wants to play the cello. So she's going to play the cello. Wow. <laughs> and uh, and I was like, no, it screeches in my ear. I don't like it. The violin. Because you got your head on yeah, the violin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It screeches in my ear. Yeah. That's so cute. I know. But also, how, so you're nine, year, nine years old. Yeah. You've, I assume you've not really played any other instruments. No, I yet. had my my mum played the piano, and so we have okay. we've always had pianos at home, and I played the piano. I had took lessons for a while, but okay, I didn't didn't stick really. But to make a claim that you'll make a very good violinist, I know we, it's we, I don't even is, know. Maybe because she liked the way, like your head was on a slightly, so that worked. What I don't know. Where does that call come from? I don't know. Yeah, I think maybe she saw that. I like. I think I am musically talented. Yeah. Maybe she saw that in me. And violinists, it's like. I don't know. That's e- more easily to be successful. Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know. You can see a soloist on the violin, but maybe yeah. not so much with the cello. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I don't, I don't get it. I, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, what her reasoning was. Maybe was she just name? needed more. <laughs> Mrs. Schneider. Mrs. Schneider, if you could <laughs> call in to the station and let us know, that'd be terrific. Uh, okay, so cello, cellist, and how far did you go with that? So I, when I, I started playing the cello, and I really loved it. Probably because I was also really good at it. I think I like I. It kind of took off with it and really excelled um, pretty quickly. Yeah. So when I was uh, in like middle school and high school, I was in youth orchestras in whatever city we were living in. And I was usually first or second chair of those. And then um, when... and then when I graduated from high school, I played in the university orchestra, but I also got into like improv and playing with like rock bands and jazz musicians cool. and, and that kind of thing. And so I did entertain the idea of becoming a cellist as a profession, like in sort of the rock and 
like dance world. Yeah. Um, because I was just having so much fun with it, but, um, yeah, I didn't, and I never really followed through with that. I felt yeah. like I, like the more adult decision was to go to grad school and yeah, okay. be a genetics researcher, I guess. Do, do you think you could, do you still play it? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, now, yeah. yeah. Like, um, so, so yeah. When, you know, when I was at my like cello prime, I was, <laughs> I was in like a local band in Toronto. We toured the U S I got to play on BBC radio in oh, London cool. and had some re- and got to like do um participate in uh I was like the cellist in like a one person show on the university campus and I um got to perform with a group in that was like a band slash dance production in Berlin that wears on for like a couple of days. Yeah. So I've had some super, super cool opportunities Wow. with my cello and it's taken me like all over the world. Yeah. Um, but now I play for fun yeah. here and there. If I, I find that if I have some sort of gig or something that I need to play for, then I will like practice a lot, but yeah. I um I definitely don't get it out as much as I would like to, and it's yeah. just because I don't have time. Yeah, of course. Or I don't make the time really. Yeah. Well, yeah, you don't prioritize that I time, don't, but yeah. it's because you've got. I've got so many. Yeah. Yeah. Because triathlon, yeah, is twenty four seven. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What's harder to travel with a cello or a bike? <laughs> or a bike. <laughs> yeah, you know these days. Uh... <clears throat> Probably, I mean, probably a bike is a little bit more cumbersome still. Yeah. A cello, at least you can like, I can, you know, you can carry it on your back and like a backpack, you know, a case oh, yeah, has straps yeah. and yeah. it will have a backpack. But I yeah. remember when I was first traveling with my cello and I didn't have a flight case or I didn't want to put it underneath the plane. Yeah. I actually had to buy a seat for it on the airplane and it would travel with me. You can't do that anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. But at the time, there are several times that I have flown across <laughs> the Atlantic with my cello sitting next to me. Or once the cello got business class <laughs> and I had to sit in economy. What? How does that even happen? I don't even know. I think it, like, it just didn't fit somehow next so to they me. they put it up so in, business, put in class. business class. That is a pisser. Yeah. <laughs> Did it get to meet the pilot as well? <laughs> that'd Probably. Be, that'd be a funny little series. <laughs> the pilot comes back. How you doing? <laughs> champagne. <laughs> Not that the pilot's offering the champagne, but who knows what who happens knows? in business class? Know, right? We haven't been. There. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Oh man, I was. I. Uh, I think so. I think our school did a similar thing that you, okay. in terms of choosing musical instruments and yeah. stuff. But our school was woodwind. You had to choose flute yep. or clarinet. And then there were two saxophones in the entire oh, school. Yeah. And I was like, ding, 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 ding. I want yeah. to be the saxophonist. Yeah. And I got it. Amazing. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Beat out everyone. But yeah. it had to be boy and a girl. And my best mate was the guy who... Oh, what? Uh, they split it up by gender? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. One boy, one girl. Yep. But anyway, it was my best mate and I. Yeah, so we got to jam amazing. all the time. That is so good. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And then I moved on to drums as well when I was in high school yeah so and we were chatting about this the other day right start a triathlon band seriously triathlon band yeah next year here here, find yeah gotta find a cello yep probably don't yeah you probably don't want to travel with a cello and a bike no way no no way nope but yeah like something at the at the volunteer party tonight yeah that kind of thing yeah definitely put on a show yep can you sing uh I like Ooh. to think that I can sing, but really? I don't know. I don't know if anybody else would. In a, I was in a shock rock band at some point, and uh, what's shock rock? That's like <clears throat> it was kind of like a like a circus sideshow slash band. So yep. we had we all had nicknames and costumes and personas and dressed up. Yeah, dressed up funny, and we had an interpretive dancer who would strip every and we, we would have no he was like this big hairy man yeah and we would have no idea most of the time what was underneath his coveralls <laughs> that he would wear and it was amazing and then yeah we would do like different circus sideshow yeah. things. and it was all it was mostly a cover band we had we did have some original songs but it was mostly a cover band yeah right doing of like silly covers like yeah ice ice baby and Brilliant. macarena yeah. and louie louie and 
the Sesame Street theme song and yeah, things like that. Yeah. Wow, Louis Louis. I remember playing that in band. Yeah, that song. Yeah. Um, what was your nickname in the band? Punk bitch. I, yeah. Oh yeah. So the, this was the the whole motivation for telling the story is that oh, I, yeah. there was a song that yeah. I that I sang in this. Oh yes. Yeah, but it was like a riot girl punk rock song, so I, it wasn't really singing. I don't think. Oh okay, and that was an original. We wouldn't know it. Oh no no, it's by a band called Bikini Kill. It's called oh. Rebel Girl. Ah uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah right. That was your thing. That was my thing. Your jam. <laughs> so I assume all music for you you. You like yeah, all types of music. Seriously. Probably except for country. I don't. I oh don't my God, to me like too. <laughs> so, the reason I'm reacting like that is <laughs> I was driving, and sorry to call you out, Sarah Piampiano. I was driving her somewhere. No, sorry. She was driving me somewhere. So, she had control of the radio. Uh-oh. And she put on country. And I was so shocked that she liked it. Yeah. And that was her choice. Yeah. To me, it's so. I guess because in Australia as well, it's maybe not, it's not a real big thing. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. But no, yeah. I'm, some people love it. They do. Yeah. And Taylor Swift was a country right. singer. Yeah. Right? And sometimes does she still, surely she can't still go under the banner of country because she's pop, right? Yeah. I can't I don't imagine. I mean, I can't imagine you're listening to too much Taylor Swift now anyway. I mean, I think she's pretty cool. Yeah? Oh, <clears throat> yeah. so you're on T Swift's. Team? I, I definitely she am, got teams. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I definitely say like I'm. I'm a fan of like who she is as a celebrity and how she like how she's out there. Yeah. But uh, but otherwise, like I don't actually listen to her music. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you a Pink fan? Yeah. Same thing. I yeah. probably like have a couple of songs that I think are great, but yeah. more I like I just like her as a personality and yeah. Scene. Yeah. Yeah. I would love, out of anyone at the moment, I'd just love to see her in concert. Yeah. Because she just looks to put on a show. Oh, cool. It's not just, I mean, she's got all the acrobats. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. yeah cool. She looks amazing. And she's singing, hanging upside down and twirling. And yeah. I've never seen it. No. But I hear she's pretty good. <laughs> Any concert that you could go and see, what would you see? Oh, gosh. Well, actually, that band, Bikini Kill, is, like, they kind of got back together and they had, have had, like, some reunion shows. Yeah. I would absolutely kill to go to one of those shows. Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if they're actually still... I think it was, like, one in L.A. and one in New York, and that was it. Uh, okay. So, yeah, right. SOL for that. You what? So, shit out of luck. Oh, okay. SOL. SOL. Yeah. I don't... The, I was going to say the uh, Americans, but I know you're Canadian, but still it counts because yeah, you've spent sure. yeah, yeah. Love an acronym. <laughs> Love really? it. Love it. Have you ever had an email from Meredith Kessler? Yeah, it's full of LMK, LOL, OMG, blah blah blah. So many times I've had to Google to figure out what she's talking about. No idea. Yeah, but they love it. I didn't realize that was like a North American thing. Well, in, in my experience, okay. maybe it's just a North American triathlete thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. IDK. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God, what was I going to ask? Um, I've lost my train of thought. Do you want to ask me a question? I'm going to just quickly fix this window because all we can hear is a dog barking. Oh, no. uh, we'll wrap this up in a second. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you have to think of a question to ask me while I'm doing this. Okay. Talk amongst yourself. <laughs> You can ask it while I'm over here. Well, I think my question would be, um, I uh, do you still play saxophone? And like, what did you... Saxophone. Saxophone. <laughs> the sax. Sax. Um, like, what is music for you? Like, do you still play play drums regularly? What is like, do you still play the sax? I don't, and do I miss it. drums more than the sax? Yes. Or? Okay. Although, as an adult, I don't know. Because I haven't really played anything for ages, apart okay. from when I either at the Roth after party oh, or the Kona yeah, right. after Cliff Bar after party, oh. I get on the drums. Yeah. Um. I remember when I first, well, not when I first did it, when my friends were here uh, the second year I was in Roth, they came and raced as well. And I was like, right, I'm getting up on stage. And one of my best mates is just shaking his head and he's like, oh, you're a dickhead. <laughs> um, but true to form, Steph, go go be you type of thing. But he was thinking I was going to be 
rubbish because he had no idea that I could actually play the drums. (laughs) And he just stood there with his mouth open the whole time. See, I love that this is like one of my dreams. Like nobody ever has a rogue cello that is just like sitting around that I can just like pick up and be like... Do you know what? You look like you played that like a saxophone (laughs) then. The way that Rach just had her fingers, it did not look... I think I had to teach how to play the cello. Hey, you can do some tips. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's there's generally no rogue cellos no. floating around. No, no. So yeah. I've always, like, that's why I was like, it, it'd be awesome to play, like, the drums or the piano, especially. Yeah. Sometimes there are just random pianos around. Yeah, definitely. And I, 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 I like opportunities like that where you get, just get to, like, yeah. wow the crowd. Yeah. I think I've had that dream since I was a little kid. That I, I have the, I have this, like, I have these memories and, like, images of myself just, like, breaking out into dance or something like that. Yeah. And, like, everybody being so impressed. Yeah. yeah. Like, in New York, when they've got the dance crews just in the middle of the street and yeah. then this crowd yeah. forms around them. Yeah. It's one of the coolest things yeah. ever. Yeah, totally. I wish. Dance. I would love to be a dancer. Really? Yeah. Can you no. bust? I mean, I can like dance like on the dance floor. I have like my yeah. own little dance style. But I like, I did a hip hop class once and it was hilarious. Like just like watching myself in the mirror there doing the dance. I felt like Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> it's like, this is not good. I do love a dance yeah. myself. Yeah. Yeah. Do you watch So You Think You Can Dance? I don't really have TV. Oh. I used to watch that. Yeah. But I don't. I'll maybe like watch YouTube clips here and Yeah, here okay. And yeah. yeah. It's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. I think dance is incredible. It's dance amazing. and music yeah. is the the way you can tell a story through movement or yeah. through song is just yeah. out of this world. Yeah. And it's a universal thing. Yeah. It it doesn't doesn't matter what language you speak, where you're from, right. you right. can get something from that. Yeah. I learned that the most. Sorry to make it about me, but we'll yeah. go down this yeah. rabbit yeah, yeah. hole. And I can't remember if I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but whatever. Uh, I travelled to Vietnam and Cambodia quite a few years ago. We were cycling through there. This is before I was a triathlete and I really, you know, I wasn't passionate about cycling or anything, but it was a cool way to get around on a, on a tour. And we raised money through Oxfam for this village. and It was for their water, water irrigation system. So we went to this village and they were so thankful and they put on this big lunch for us and we were, you know, we they showed us the village, such a proud country, the um, the Cambodians. Anyway, it was really hot and I was standing there just fanning my face and this lady has grabbed, me, grabbed my hand and she's taking me for a little walk. She's taken me to this well and she started splashing water on my face. That in itself I thought was amazing just because she picked up on that cue. Yeah, yeah. As we were walking back, I hear this dance music so I just start like bopping along and she's like you know waving me over to show where the music was coming from and it was this because all the houses are on like stilts because it's an area that floods a lot okay and there was these I think it was three maybe two guys sitting underneath with this old ghetto like old school ghetto blaster listening to a drum and bass or whatever it was but it was proper dance music that you get at a club this guy had like two teeth in his head, yeah. was just laughing, having an absolute ball. So I've walked over and I start dancing. So he jumps up. So him and I are having a dance off in the middle of Cambodia. Amazing. Then, because we're like, whoop, whoop, type of thing, the entire village and all the people on our tour have come over to see what all the noise is about, joined this big circle, kids, grandparents, everybody, and we're having a dance off with a crowd, which... You know, I felt awkward because I hate attention. (laughs) (laughs) And then we're grabbing people from the crowd and these kids are dancing. This went on for like 20 minutes of just this massive dance off. That's incredible. It was just amazing. I left and burst into tears because I was so overwhelmed by the experience. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And that was when I was like, "That's, that's how we communicated. Yeah. Just through dance. Yeah. It was amazing. That's unbelievable. He showed me some moves. I yeah. showed him the Melbourne Shuffle. It's amazing. a thing. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. <laughs> You'll have to show me that later tonight. Definitely. <laughs> so that's my experience. And saxophone, Simpsons reference. Yeah. Yep. Uh, how old are you? 41. Yeah, okay. So you get all my references. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people don't understand my Seinfeld references especially. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Anyway, <laughs> or most of my references. Uh, saxophone. Saxophone. Um, it just kind of fell to the wayside, unfortunately. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's my story. Cool. Yes. Stories. Uh, we're going to have to wrap things up yeah. because we have awards to go to, to things go. to do, yeah. um, Frankies to feed. Right. All that kind of stuff. <laughs> Babies. Yep. I would love to continue talking to you for hours and hours, and I'm sure we could, we'd but about, yeah. we'd better cut it off. Yep. Thanks so much for hanging out. Gosh, like I, it's been my dream to be on your podcast. Stop so it. I seriously. I'm just like, <laughs> when am I going to see stuff in person that I can actually do this? <laughs> well... On that, I was chatting to Steph the other day. Yeah. The other Steph. The other Steph. Uh, My Steph. Your Steph with the PH. Yeah. Sp- spells it wrong. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she was saying, because I've always wanted this podcast to be face to face, because I feel like this is, you interact a lot better Definitely. and it's more comfortable. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. But I'm limited. I right. can't. Right. You know, be everywhere all the time. People don't always have the time around races to yeah. be able to do podcasts. And she's like, in order to continue and for the for it to get more successful, you might have to start doing it, you know, over Skype, right. which is something that I haven't wanted to, but I feel like I'm going to have to yeah. in order for us to keep doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that's something that we'll think about and probably get going and just hope that people have got, uh, on the other end, good Wi-Fi networks so right. that you yeah. don't get that static. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But you oh. and I got to catch up. Yeah, I love it. Yay! Amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Peace My out. Pleasure. Bye. <laughs> See ya.